Hello, everyone. Welcome to Chan Podcast. Here is where you learn about meditation and Chan. So, what is Chan? Chan, spelled as C H A N, is the Chinese school of Mahayana Buddhism and is the originating tradition of Japanese Zen. We encourage you to learn and practice meditation with a group. If you like to, feel free to visit our website, LondonChanMeditation.org. Thank you, Hildy. Hello, everyone. Um, thank you for inviting me again, and thank you for your introduction. Um, well, with all the things going on, the COVID is not really gone yet, so <laughs> we don't know what will come next and what will actually happen in uh, 2022. Okay, um, but but. Uh, um, sincerely, uh, very thankful for your uh, invitation again. Um, hello, everyone. Uh, Seems uh, some people that I, that I know and um, some uh, met on uh, online. Nice to see you again. Um, Hope you are all doing well. Um, I was given this topic, mindfulness in everyday life of monastics. Uh, just like Hildy said, when I received this topic, I think people are just curious what monastics does. You know, what do they do in their, their everyday life? They don't have a job. They don't have a nine to five job. They don't have a family. You know, what could they do? Sleep and eat, meditate? Curious. You want to, um, you want to find out first and verify how our life is, how, how, how different it is from your expectation. <laughs> and I don't know, perhaps judge our performance based on that afterwards. <laughs> But, um, well, um, in any aspect, I, I think nowadays in our world, uh, global, whatever field or um, whatever trade is, or even um, spiritual practice or meditation practice, I don't see that uh, the difference uh, between monastic and laity are, are really separate. I don't think it that way. And actually, we're just, uh, you know, in this life, uh, you know, playing different role due to our own uh, causes and conditions. Um, our goal is the same, the practice, right? And uh, as, a, as a human, we share the same nature, same need, suffering the same. 
there's no difference there. So I think this is a great opportunity to really tell you uh, how a mongrel or non lives their life. <laughs> and then in the end, you can tell me how different we are <laughs> in terms of living our life. So in this talk, I'd like to uh, share with you uh, three in three parts. The first is secular mindfulness practice and uh, Buddhist meditation practice. Are they the same? Are they different? If they are different, how different they are? What are their differences? And then the second part, I'm going to truly present you the everyday life of a nun, a monk. In the third part, I'd like to go over the basic of meditation practice in everyday life. And that is most important and practical and useful for us. And also uh, share with you some advices. Okay. Uh, so the mindfulness of practice or movements is a secular movement. It is so popular nowadays. It is even a global movement. Even, even nowadays, mindfulness is so popular in, in China. You know, like Buddhism originated from China and spread to other parts of the uh, Asian countries and then to the North America and then Europe. And mindfulness is the offspring of that. Uh, originated from, uh, from the United States. And then again, now transmitted to China. So it's, we're interconnected. And mindfulness is actually used or uh, to help people to cope with uh, stress, anxiety, and pain and illness. Uh, for people to have better concentration at work or study, uh, better performance leading to breath, better performance. To have better control and better management of the life. And some people make use of that to deal with sleeping property a province, poor quality of sleep or insomnia. And that does help. Perhaps uh, many of you know uh, how this mindfulness started in the first place. Uh, Dr. John Habazin in the United States in the 1970s he created this eight-week program, the mindfulness program, at the University of Massachusetts Medical School, beginning as an experiment to try out uh, on uh, the patient in the hospital, and you know, and help them uh, as a tool, as a way to relieve their anxiety and stress, and 
you know, cope with uh, the fear, the worry of uh, illness and physical pain. And also help them um, to perhaps recover uh, sooner um, and uh, endure a less, uh, less uh, suffering. And then as it was given as a uh, experiment for, for a number of years. And Dr. John Kabazin, he was a student of Zen Buddhist, uh, Zen Buddhism. Uh, his teachers uh, included, started with uh, uh, Philip Kaplow, uh, very well-known pioneer Zen teacher in the States, and uh, Thich Nhat Hanh. He's also a founding member of the a Cambridge Zen Center. He practiced yoga in addition to, to meditation practice and study with uh, various uh, uh, Buddhist teachers. And then uh, he created this eight-week program as an experiment and to try out for his patients. It is proven medically, scientifically, uh, very, very helpful. And over the years, now almost like 40, 50 years, it is so popular uh, because it's effective, it is practical, it became so widespread to an extent that is commercialized, commercialized now as a commodity, a trade, a profession. You know, nowadays you can uh, join, register for a 12 week uh, certification training for a meditation a mindfulness coach, 12 week and you are certified as a mindfulness coach, or even 60 hour online certified meditation teacher. The course, you can get it at a, with a discount price of uh, 249 Canadian dollars, <laughs> online certification. And that is equivalent to 168 euros. You become a coach, certified coach and teacher. You can teach that and that become your livelihood. Your jobs that you can make a living. You know, it is widely used, commercialized to, 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 such, to such an event that uh, Beer meditation, chocolate meditation. Have you heard about it? <laughs> Did you try it? No, not yet. Well, 
Well, here I, here's I'm I'm telling you, a couple of years ago, uh, a member of our of us, and went to the uh, Vancouver downtown. He said, and then he told me, "Hey, um, venerable, do you know um, chocolate meditation? Meditation on chocolate." You know, I was curious about it. So I went there, 45 minutes, 45 minutes session. Guess how much they charge? $75. What did they do? You go there, sit for a while, guide it, and then not for too long, you stand up, they, they give you a piece of chocolate, you taste it, whoa, okay. Now you get much more of the taste of a chocolate and go there and sit a little bit while, give you another piece of a chocolate. Wow, 45 minutes. And then your 75 bucks gone. <laughs> the bear meditation is quite similar. You go in there, they you know charge you, charge you a whole whole lot of money, probably half of the tuition you pay for that uh, certified coach training course. Try out different beer. It becomes a commodity. You know, in the Western culture, there's a perspective, Western perspective, to view everything as a marketplace. You know, more production that can benefit a lot of people, a lot more people, the producer, the sellers, uh, the, the, the buyers, the users, um, you know, and, and any others um, business that may arise related to all these things. And that includes spirituality include the spiritual practice. So this MBSR is uh, abbreviated from a mindfulness-based stress reduction. It's the product from Buddhist meditation practice, but it is not the whole. And Buddhist meditation practice has been taken apart by them. And they only took the skills, the technique. Only the skills and techniques is borrowed by them, is adopted by them, partially, not whole, not in a whole, not completely. Mindfulness, I'm, I'm not saying mindfulness is bad. No, mindfulness is, is good. It's quite good. It is as good as it is effective and practical to help people reduce their anxiety and stress, to become more relaxed, to better cope with the things going on in their lives, facing challenges, 
uh, facing you know difficult moments or the moments they become emotional. It is effective. It is helpful. Definitely, it helps people to have better health. So it has its own effect. But it is, it is certainly a loss, a miss. They only take part of the Buddhist meditation practice. Partial. They're only getting partial benefits, not the complete whole benefits. That's why I said it's a miss. It's a loss. Um, so this is the first thing I like to indicate that, okay, how it is related to Buddhism, uh, but only partially, not whole entirely. And what they miss is the most important, most precious, most essential part of Buddhism. So that's really a pity, in a sense, from a Buddhist practitioners. They miss the jewel. They take take they take some something precious too, you know, perhaps one carat diamonds, small. There, there are plenty more, bigger, more precious jewels there that they bring along with them. And why is that? Even though John Kabat-Zinn, he's a he's a he's he's he. Uh, he's a Zen practitioner and he has been uh, training and, and practicing with so many Buddhist uh, teachers. But he's also science. He's also a med medical doctor. He's in the science and medicine. Um, so uh, somehow he chose, he preferred not to label the practice with Buddhism to set apart from this, this religious element, completely off. He preferred to make use of the meditation in combination with science. Okay, so that's where, how he created this eight week mindfulness uh, program. Now I'd like to present you the Buddhist meditation practice. In Buddhism, meditation is a way to cultivate the mind. Mind, experience, stress, emotions, fear, anxiety, you know, um, you know, pleasant, joy, happiness, all kinds of emotion. Yes. That's how the, the condition of the mind. We want to cultivate the mind. So all these things, all these emotions, vexations, uh, anxiety, stress, and fear will no longer be a problem, be an issue or perhaps uh, be an obstructions to our way to enlightenment, 
to our way to the attainment of wisdom and compassion. That is our goal. A completely opened mind, open heart, open heart for all people, open mind for the ultimate wisdom, seeing the truth, the reality of our world. Not just stop there, yes, dealing with anxiety, stress, fear, emotions. We need to move on. Yes, we need to deal with all these issues, but with higher gold, the ultimate gold, the real, the real jewels. Not the gem, not the little diamond here and there. There, the real jewel. And how do we approach meditation practice? It is a way, it is a skill, it is a method, it is a technique. For us to start, have something to work on, work with, to start with. We use the meditation method to know the conditions of our body and mind. And work with that condition to know how to take care of our body and how to take care of our mind. And that's where we start to embark on the journey of self-discovery, knowing oneself. Do we always know how we feel, how our body feels, how we feel psychologically, emotionally. Sometimes, right? <laughs> Not all the time. So that's the, that's the method that we can use to start from knowing the condition of our body and mind. And that's the exact beginning of knowing ourselves. And then when we uh, practice meditation, our meditation practice is guided by the right view, right thought, right understanding of the Buddha Dharma, the teaching of the Buddha, the teaching of the wisdom is guided by that. How do, we, how do we learn that? How do we, we gain that right understanding, right view? Through learning the teaching of the Buddha, learning the teaching of wisdom. And then we're able to know, to tell what is right from wrong, what is good from evil, what is wholesome from unwholesome. And be able to lead our life in accord with the teaching, the right view. In our, in our life, we have many, many chances to, to, to really um, challenge ourselves, whether I truly understand the teaching or not, whether do I have 
uh, the, the right view. Do I understand the teaching correctly? And to know what is good from wrong, what is, you know, wholesome from unwholesome. And become more conscious of our, 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 um, what we do, what we say, or even what we think. How would, how would my behaviors, my action, my speech, my thoughts affect others and myself later on? To be more conscious of, you know, what consequences will my um, actions bring about? How have I caused some harm to others and myself? without knowing that when I was actually doing it. And to be able to practice in this. So we practice meditations along with the cultivation practice morality and wisdom. Morality is tell us, show us the guidelines. What is wrong? What is right? Not causing, you know, not, you know, saying um, evil words, harsh words, or, or lie, or still to cause harm to others. Eventually, we also become the victim of our own behaviors. Not to con commit uh, foolish things. Don't know what we are doing. Ignorance. So meditation practice in Buddhism has to be practiced together with a cultivation of morality and wisdom to make it complete, to make it whole. And what's the purpose? What's the purpose we practice that? What's the purpose we practice meditation or Buddhism? To become free from vexations caused by uh, greed, anger, and ignorance, delusions deluded minds to become freed of all the sufferings caused by such strong and tenacious attachment to the self. That's the purpose we practice meditation. That's the purpose we practice Buddhism. That just about dealing with relieving, alleviate anxiety and stress. Yes, that's important. But there's more beyond that. We practice 
We want the ultimate. We want the utmost. We want to reach the real goal. To become enlightened, so we will never be troubled, be entangled, be trapped in the suffering. Help ourselves to become enlightened, and also help others to become enlightened. That's the goal. So this. Two very important aspects make Buddhism completely, or you know, differentiate the the Buddhist meditation practice from the secular mindfulness movement. Okay, I hope I have uh, made this clear to you. Okay, uh, first. Uh, meditation practice uh, is, is not a commodity, right? It's, it's not, you just practice the skill and technique. It has to be practiced along with the cultivation of morality and wisdom. Second, our goal is different. Our goal is become enlightened, also help others to become enlightened. So we will all be free from sufferings and vexations. And that's our goal. When your goal is different, maybe at the very beginning when you just start up, you, you, you can't tell the difference. Yeah, they're doing the same. They're sitting there not moving in silence for seven days. Well, mindfulness won't do seven days, probably two hours. <laughs> But that's the starting point. But as you move on, your goal is so different. You end up with different place. We want to arrive at the right place, right? So this is, as a Buddhist practitioners, we have to be clear on this, clear about this. Okay, this is very important. I'll give you uh, an, an, an example, a story that I hope to make it clear to you. Uh, this is uh, a story, uh, a, a, a woman uh, in her 40s, uh, you know, a professional, have a very good jobs, already is at the um, middle level management in a big corporation. So she, she started to practice mindfulness a few months ago and she feel good, you know, after, you know, ever since uh, she practiced mindfulness, her life seems to be more calm, um, more, uh, more uh, controllable and her emotions seems to not, uh, not be so much dramatically uh, changing all the time up and down. So she seems to be quite satisfied, you know, uh, you know, what, what the mindfulness had helped her at work, at life, you know. So um, one day uh, she came back from work uh, as usual, you know, uh, very headache work, a lot of meetings, dealing with uh, a lot of things. 
And when she came home, uh, she had kids that she need to attend to and cook the dinner, prepare dinner and, and check whether they have uh, finished their homework, the children. And then finally, uh, all this thing has been taken care of uh, that she uh, doesn't need to attend to them anymore. Yeah, it's already after nine or 9.30. Uh, wow. Then she sat down on the sofa in a very relaxing posture and reviewing her day, you know, office work went quite well, well-managed time, you know, uh, interactions with people seems to be okay, not getting emotional, you know, come uh, going back home and everything just organized as planets, you know, control, very good. Wow, this is really a good day sitting there. Wow, well then she thought about, yes, I should reward myself for a, such a wonderful day, such a wonderful performance with ice cream. Haagen-Dazs ice cream, which is the most popular brand <laughs> in the North America. I don't know what's the most popular ice cream, uh, ice cream brand in Switzerland or in Germany or in, or in Europe. Uh, is that what it calls moving pick? <laughs> well, anyway, similar, you, you get that sense. <laughs> so she sat down, oh, got her favorite, favorable, you know, favorite flavor, rum raisin ice cream. Very joyful. She's conscious of her movement, the taste of the ice cream melted in her mouth. Oh, delicious eating that. And then she finished in no time, finished the whole pint of ice cream. Now, before she continued eating it, she took, she just peeked on her a little bit fatty belly. It's okay, you know. Well, it's a, a day's hard work and, you know, I'm entitled, deserve to that. <laughs> you know, and this, the same story could happen to a man, you know, if a long, tired, you know, very tiresome day and sit down on a couch, coach and watch the football game. Oh, yeah. Well, I should have a Hannigan. <laughs> Beer. <laughs> That's again very popular in, in, in the North American. Uh, says, I think it's manufactured by a Dutch company, Hannigan Beer. By the way, everyone, wow, it's completely satisfying. The belly, a little bit <laughs> fatty. <laughs> That's how they feel. Yeah, everything goes When I drink the uh, cold beer, I I completely aware, conscious of, you know, the cold temperature of the beer, the chili, satisfying, going down to my throat, and even to my stomach. It seems a little bit funny, but that, that, this is a good story. This is a good story uh, uh, for you to know uh, as, a, as, a, as a comparison. 
uh, to reduce fermentation practice. I hope now this helps you to, uh, to be more clear about the differences. Uh, okay, now, um, now I'd like to uh, talk about the second part. Perhaps most of you are more uh, most curious of you know, the everyday life of, of, of a nun. <laughs> uh, you know, our life is not, not much different from yours. <laughs> we cook, we wash dishes, we, we clean toilets, and we mop the floor. Um, you know, we, we clean out and then we carry out the, the, the garbage and, and, and we split, uh, sweep foliage as we remove the weeds in the garden, in the orchard. Our, just our garden and orchards are larger than yours. <laughs> that meaning we have more, plenty more weeds to remove. <laughs> you know, especially in this pandemic, um, the center has been closed for over a year and five months, four months now. So, you know, we have a much bigger house than yours. So you can imagine there's more cleaning jobs to do. So um, uh, we cook our meals, three meals, and, 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 and then, well, uh, you know, when it, when it gets to the later days in this pandemic, everybody is just eating two meals, right? <laughs> Uh, combining two meals into one. So uh, we don't eat much dinner. If sometimes we're hungry, we just, you know, have a, have, have some kind of a steam bomb, Chinese bomb, and steam it and eat it. They're very simple. And um, um, we cook, uh, we clean, and, you know, there's a lot of work, just like, a, you know, every one of you, your household. And, you know, um, perhaps you have a, a, a daytime job or a nighttime job, a paid job or an office job uh, uh, for a certain time of the day um, that you talk and interact and work with um, people. We also talk, we also interact, we also work. Uh, with our volunteers to maintain the centers. We work with our suppliers, mechanics, repair, a repair person to come to fix um, uh, our buildings, our equipment, our boilers, our AC. You know, give you, a, give you an, just an example. Last week, we had a heat wave so hot in, in, in Vancouver, we got a 40, 43 degree in Celsius. Majority of the household in Vancouver doesn't have an AC, but the center is equipped with air condition because it's a public, a public place. All of a sudden you have 100, 150 people. You need to keep the air ventilation going on well. So in our office, which is the very, very hottest room in the summer, in the center, and the coldest, and chilliest room in the center, with two sides, completely glass, 
So you know we're, what kind of a condition we live in. So only in that room, we have an AC and heater unit as a, as, as a one unit have two functions. So on that day, we, we, we try to not to use that until the, the, the third day, it was the hottest date. It was the hottest date. You know, the fruits, the blueberries that we, uh, that we, um, that we took uh, on the table to put in, to put it on the table during the morning in the afternoon. It's already <laughs> very, very mushy. <laughs> not very tasty anymore, <laughs> just in that a few hours. So, so we actually turn on the AC, okay? And the AC running for an hour and unexpectedly it's built on water. <laughs> At the beginning, just water drops and then later on water flows. <laughs> so we have to hurry to get the bus basket you know to hold the waters and mop the floors and then then we need to call the contact uh the the, the ac manufacturers the dealers we cannot we we cannot find anybody to come come in to fix that so this is our everyday life just like your life so we have to in, interact with many many people um like you you probably um perhaps uh, only need to deal with your boss or colleague, or, or perhaps just dealing with customers, or perhaps just dealing with suppliers, or you, you, you know. The only difference is that we have to uh, deal with uh, many, many different kinds of peoples. It's not like your job. Um, you don't need to deal with whoever uh, come into to your company, right? And we do. So we have to deal with many different people. The only difference is that we don't get lawsuit. <laughs> Instead, and they will tell people, tell others, you know, their practice is, is not, not, really, not really good, you know. Their knowledge of Buddhism is not profound, you know, don't go to them. <laughs> this is the only difference, okay? <laughs> And for administration work, we do have a lot. We do have a lot of uh, administration responsibility. Um, to give you an example, one of our now, who's also the youngest in, 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 in the nonary, in the center, um, her responsibilities include kitchen, meaning providing three meals, not entirely a cook by herself. There are other other non-share, but she, she's responsible for that. Organizing, running the kitchen, get us get a grocery suppliers and that kind of thing. Uh, she's also responsible for services. 
and dormitories, cleaning, organizing, get the supplies, um, and other than that, there is patient um, designated responsibility. She also teach. She teaches classes of beginners meditation, Buddhism, uh, classes on Buddhism. Um, she's also mentoring to um, study group. And so are others. We share a different kind of a responsibility. That's really a uh, multi-aspect. And one thing perhaps is different from yours, the way we use our time. We often are not able to separate our time to or allocate our time. Say, this is office hours, office time, this is family time, this is my personal time. This is how you live your life, right? In separate parts. We don't often have this, uh, this liberty, <laughs> uh, freedom to do that. Um, uh, just recently, uh, you know, um, uh, one of our members um, have some issue, you know, call me at uh, a quarter after nine in the evening. Call me, and I was still in the office. So I talked to her until 11. I have almost become voiceless. I'm tired. I cannot say, hey, here's the night time. Now, this is my personal time. I can't. So living in this kind of a lifestyle or in, 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 a, in a situation, um, I learned to make use of my time Instead of a, like, you have the liberty to segregate your time, work, life, and personal, I learned to make use of my time um, at the interval of one hour at the beginning, and then an interval of 30 minutes, and then an interval of 15 minutes. I learned to utilize my time in that every every interval, every segment of 15 minutes. I make use of that. It is a, a very good training. It's a very good training for me to train myself to let go of things quickly to let go of the things while I was dealing with, the conversation I, I still had, or sometimes 
and emotions. I learned, I have trained myself to let go of that as quickly as, as I can. And then be ready for what is happening right now. Be there, the whole person. I, I need to train myself to be able to adjust quickly, adapt to the new situations, new requirements, to be able to aware what is happening right now. What is present and also be present with my whole being. And that is my body with six sense faculties and mind and heart. Easy to say, but not easy at all to do. <laughs> Sometimes very challenging and frustrating. So I'm still practicing. <laughs> it's definitely a very worth, worthwhile practice. So I'm actually very, very grateful um, uh, to be able to have this experience to be in such an environment in such a situations. Without these conditions, um, I probably would not propel myself to engage in the practice in, in, in that kind of a way. The condition, the environment put me in that kind of situation. And I refuse to lead my life without practice. So I have to make use of the environment in the in the condition that I can still continue to practice and practice well. And that's my goal. That's how I adapt to the condition, to the situation, to the challenges. Continue to do it. And, um, you know, I'm quite happy doing that. And, and actually practicing this weight um, really really helped me to, uh, to, to, to gain the taste, to gain the taste of meditation, gain the taste of Chan, gain, gaining the taste of freedom. So it's very, very pleasant a journey for me. Um, okay. I don't know, you still are curious or <laughs> about monastic life or even, well, or, you know, uh, you know uh, having this song, maybe you want to come and live with us for a month or so. <laughs> I welcome you. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, and now I like to um, uh, go move on to the third part, uh, the basics. 
um, of our everyday practice. Um, Well, meditation is not just about sitting meditation. Meditation can be practiced in motion almost everywhere in every activities that you are do, doing. In addition to that, when we practice meditation, we need, we also need to apply the teachings of Buddha Dharma. How much we understand, we apply them. No, mat no matter how much you, you understand, just apply them. We need to practice meditation along with the teachings throughout the day. That's a basic and also a foundation. Always maintain a very relaxed body. And this is a very important and very solid foundation for our practice. When the body is relaxed, mind is usually calm and stable. And try to develop a, such a, a such a, 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 a habit to be aware of the condition of your body and mind at all time, if you can. Know how your body feel, well, kind of uh, uncomfortable, oh, it's kind of a tense, rigid, stiff, okay? Your mind will not be different from your, how your body feels. Your body reviews your mental state, your psychological state, your emotional state. It is hard to, de to detect you know, our mental activities clearly. We, we often don't know how, how we live through the days, right? And, but the body is something obvious, big, concrete that you can direct your awareness to. Your body, your physical conditions, review your mental conditions, your psychological conditions, your emotional state. So if your body is not comfortable, relax, make it comfortable. Relaxation is very, very powerful and, and essentially uh, important, fundamental. Relax the body. So when the body release the tension, when you are relaxing, tension is released from the body. So 
the stress and tension, anxiety in the mind also get released. What could be better? You do one, you get two, free. <laughs> mind, relax. When your mind settle, relax, mind open. Mind no longer agitated that much. Then you have more room to perceive what's going on there. You will not be in a very agitated state. Always react, 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 negatively, negatively, usually. So always maintain that relaxed body. And, and, and then uh, train your mind to cultivate this awareness, to, uh, to, to, to know how the body feels, the conditions of body, and work on, work on the body. Start from working on the body, relaxing the body. At the same time, you are calming the mind, settling the mind. And then you have a clear awareness of what's going on and clear perceptions what's what's happening there and this is important especially um, when you feel stressful when you feel agitated when you become emotional it may come up quite strong and in abrupt you know abruptly unexpectedly suddenly oh if you practice like that Regularly, normally, when something stronger, abroad, suddenly occurred, then you have the ability to redirect awareness to the body. If you don't practice like that, um, normally, regularly in your days, when such strong emotions or events occur, you will not be able to redirect your awareness. Your awareness, your, your whole body, your whole mind will be stick in that situation, you can't even move it or redirect it. So practice that regularly when something happens, you have the ability to redirect your awareness to the body and then relaxing the body, work on that. And when, when the body and mind becomes better, smoother, calmer, somehow that things may not be over yet. Somehow you don't feel so strong you know, reaction to that, you know, it doesn't seem to affect you so severely. Okay. That's just the immediate effect that, that you can find. And then in your everyday life, everyday activities, and try to perceive whatever is going on from the perspective of causes and conditions. That's the application of the teachings of Buddha Dharma. Perceive the happenings of this whole thing, changing people interaction from the perspective of causes and conditions. 
And then you will start seeing all these things are not fixed, are changing all the time. When a new person, new elements come in, things immediately change. Just observe, observe how they change, how, how they affect each other. That's the working, that's the magic working of causes and conditions. Perceive things like that. And then you start to see somehow, no, oh, that's what they say. You know, things are not impermanent. Things are impermanent. You have a, you get a somehow deeper understanding of that. You start seeing, yes, these are illusory. This is just transient. It is not real, not fixed. You start seeing that. And then you start seeing that, not just, you know, not just the face, the superficial. You see, start seeing that, something behind that, that phenomenon. Where that person come, you know, come up with this? How this person behave like this? What happened to him? How that person feels? You start seeing something deeper, broader, that you have not seen before. You are seeing more, more of the nature, the illusory nature of everything, all phenomena. You start getting a little bit closer to the truth, to the reality. This is how we should practice every day. This is how we should practice meditation in our everyday life. There are plenty, plenty opportunities for us to practice that. Almost everywhere, almost anytime. If we practice in that way, we're getting closer. We are connected, connected with the nature. that every one of us possess. And that is the mind of Bodhi, the awakening mind. This is how we connect with the Bodhi mind. That every one of us possess. This is how we approach it everyday life is our day of connecting with our body mind, getting closer to our body mind, even directly experiencing that, knowing what is the body mind, the mind of awakening. We don't need to wait for you know, 
someday it will come. We don't need to anticipate somehow it will just fall on us. We can actually gain a taste of that, experiencing that in our everyday life. even right here, right now. Okay, I'll end my talk here. Uh, well, I use more time than I should be. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, there's also something I want to add to the you know, the basics of everyday practice, which I think is also very important. Uh, the meditation practice uh, is, is very useful, helpful, uh, especially when things are happening at that moment, when, feel, when we feel agitated, uh, stressed, and, and, and you, you know, emotional. Uh, that's exactly the practice, the method that we can use on that and in, in, in that occasion at that moment. But after, after, it's over. It is the time for us to reflect on how did it happen? What has actually happened? And then to think about what could I do in the future so the same thing will not repeat it again. If I say something wrong, if I do something wrong, if I uh, cause harm to others and myself, you know, in a similar situation, I don't want to repeat it again. What could I do and how and when? So the same thing when I repeat it again. Yeah, reflect on that. That's, that's, that's your practice of, that's your practice of reflections awareness, review, and apply the teaching, the wisdom, to see that. And seeing that, they start, the real change will start. And if you find, oh, this is something I have done wrong, you know, maybe at that time I wasn't aware of, so, or, or I couldn't control my, my behaviors or my, my speech, you generate a sense of a humility, feeling sorry, you know, repentance. I wish I would never do it again. I would try hard not to repeat the same mistake again. And also be grateful. When we live through the day, at the end of the day, there's a lot of things, a lot of people that we can be grateful to. Having this mind of a gratitude, uh, that help us to really uh, recognize who we are. We now have such a big ego, 
reinforce the self-attachment to really come back, you know, grounded, stand on our feet, who we really are. Okay. I think that that's also very, very important too. Uh, so these are the practice uh, I try to um, try to use and practice in, in my everyday life. And um, it is full of fun. <laughs> also very challenging, but absolutely worthwhile, rewarding, and liberating. Liberating too. Okay. Okay. Oh, uh, Hildy, um, I'm sorry that I have used all the time. <laughs> what do you want to do now? You have still time for some questions? Yes, I do. <laughs> so maybe we profit if somebody has questions, please. Open your mic and speak. Thank you for today's talk. Uh, really helpful because yesterday I chose ignorance. I didn't choose Buddha. <laughs> so today's like a boom, a very, very uh, good reminder just coming time. Uh, so I just want to make sure I understand everything correctly. So in the future, when I ran into a situation, I can feel my emotion come up. First thing I should do is to relax my body and then be aware of my breath. Don't well, react right, right away, right? Or I can even walk away from the situation. Right, right. Uh, you know, if it has come very, very strong, uh, that you, you even you have a difficult to re redirect your awareness to the body mm -hmm. if you cannot do that it came where it comes out so strong so overwhelming uh completely engulfing you you probably um now want to leave that leave that situation and you know do something else walk around outside your house whatever uh after you cool down the emotions uh vanishes and then when you come and and when you come back and you know, just review the whole situation. It, it may not be so um, devastating or, or serious anymore. Okay, uh, that's very, at the very beginning, if it's really comes strong. And, and then, um, then, then, as I said, if we can practice regularly at, in our everyday life, be aware of physical condition, how our body feels, that will build a very, very strong foundation uh, for your practice. You're yes. solid, you're grounded, you're less affected by what's going on. You, you, you gain power by relaxing. Yes, I, I thought I'd been practicing very well until the situation comes and then you know, that I know. It's just like, oh, I didn't, yeah, it's not enough. I have to keep yeah. practicing, yes. And come back, direct awareness to the body and just as, you know, do us the, uh, what we did at the very beginning and start from Knowing how your body feels is not by here, not through brain. Oh, I conceive how my body feels. I imagine how my body feels. But, but actually, physically, um, and tactile, through the tactile sensation, the sensation, tense, 
you, you know, you, you probably couldn't even feel, um, you know, your, your, your scalp or your anything. You know, you probably could not feel, uh, you know, your, your eyeballs. It's, it's so firm, so hard. They're completely uh, the, without any uh, feelings or sensations, you know. And soften that, soften that. Oh, the shoulders, relax. You know, shoulders, relax. Your, your body is no longer like a very rigid. Relaxing, relaxing, relaxing. When we are relaxing, we're releasing stress, anxiety from the body. Mm -hmm. let, let, let relaxation do its work. You don't necessarily need to come back to your breath. At that time, your breath prob probably will be <laughs> very irregular. If you start work on your breath, then you might have another problem, you know, controlling your breath. I think relaxation is the best. Okay. You know, like, Thank you so much. Like giving yourself the best massage at the right time you need it. <laughs> Thank you. Hold me to a hold. Uh, Jody, I think I think they they probably all have probably no more questions. I don't see any hands. Yeah. Right. So. I would like to thank you so much. And few of us are looking forward to meet you tomorrow. Okay. The retreat. But thank you for this wonderful talk. Very down to earth, very useful. Thank you a lot. Okay. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. And I wish you all happy, healthy. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Happily practicing on the path. <laughs> the path to enlightenment, to become a Buddha. <laughs>